This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Well, the Society of St Vincent de Paul, or you might know them as Venice, they're a wonderful non-profit volunteer organisation working in our community uh, to help out those who need a bit of assistance from time to time. And they do that in all sorts of ways. But uh, attention lately, of course, has gone on one of their services, the food banks, and uh, among other food banks in the city, it's not been an easy time to get those shelves stocked. Uh, but how are they doing at the moment and how can you help out a little bit further? Joining us uh, now, St Vincent de Paul's uh, Sarah Strang, uh, the Centre and Pastoral Coordinator, uh, joins us on the line. Morena, good to have you with us. Morena, thank you for the invitation. Well, uh, let's let's talk about food banks first, Sarah. Um, we know that um, the uh, one of the major drives for this year was cancelled, and that's the one where all the emergency service vehicles go out and we hear the sirens and we come out of our houses and we donate our cans. And I know that for the food banks around Otipoti, that's always a, a really significant and important collection for the year as you come into a busy season. That didn't happen. So the call has kind of gone out into the community to support the food banks in other ways. Tell us how things are for you at the moment. Yeah, um, so that was a huge blow for us actually after a really busy year anyway. Um, at the start of November, our food bank was looking incredibly grim and we were really looking forward to that community can appeal to replenish our stocks. Um, as it does every year, it's also a really fun event and um, and keeps some people's minds that um, not everybody uh, finds Christmas a joyful time. You know, a lot of people really struggle over that time, and um, it's easy to forget that when um, uh, when your family situation is really good. So um, that didn't happen, and we were really very, very concerned about that. Uh, so we put a call out on Facebook at the start of November, actually before we knew that the can appeal was going to be uh, cancelled. And uh, because I, I walked down to the food bank one day and I looked around and I thought, it was a Monday, and I thought, I actually don't know how we're going to keep this going till the end of the week. Things were so grim, the food bank was empty. So I put a call out on Facebook and um, and the community really stepped up, which was incredible. Um, we had, within that, um, within that day or two, we had, um, like the, the community just came to the party. In fact, the, the next day, the first people in the door with cans were a family that we had helped that had seen it on Facebook and went through their cupboard and said, what don't we need that somebody else could benefit from? So that was incredible. And then, um, uh, yeah, it rolled from there and I thought, great, we're going to get through Christmas. That's, that's going to be terrific. Um, lots of agencies stepped up, the DCC and, and many, many others, and... Then the wonderful Amy Taylor from the uh, emergency services had a brainstorm with the rest of the uh, food agencies and um, and came up with the event that we had at the um, Old Smith City Building in South Dunedin. And so we had that, and um, that has given us a good start for next year. Um, but... 
there's probably we've probably got a quarter of the amount of cans that we would normally have in storage for uh, to get us through the start of next year. So we'll be okay, I think, probably to around March. And then, um, yeah, I'm not quite sure what's going to happen after that, but we just haven't got the the can storage that we would normally have. Now speaking of not um, knowing what's going to happen next year, I think we're all in that position, aren't we? And, the, we and there are. are many families that are now um, thinking, okay, you know, if we do have to... You know, heaven forbid, spend a little bit of time at home. How are we going to get prepared for that? Of course, there are many families who who aren't in a position to put a little extra away, and so you would expect. Well, actually, regardless what happens around COVID nineteen, you would expect that you're going to have increased demand through twenty twenty two. I imagine. Indeed, the other problem for families is that uh, housing is. Uh, such an issue at the moment. A lot of our clients are in transition or emergency housing, so it's not practical to keep stores. Yes, indeed. Um, yeah, from day to day or from week to week, many families living, and um, many of us f- forget about that uh, or don't know about the, those um, situations for people. Um, but there's always something we can do. And now it has been so encouraging, hasn't it, to see the, the food banks supported through the, the real momentum that was gathered over the past few weeks. But as we've heard uh, Sarah say, that gets you so far. Um, and I, I would imagine that there is an ongoing need and you would still be in a position at, at the moment to be encouraging and, and um, calling out for continued donations at this time and into the new year. Definitely. Cans are the big thing. As I said, there's, um, the community can appeal normally provides a great amount of cans to propel us through the first half of next year, and we just don't have what we would normally have at the moment. So, so cans. We would love cans. Thank you. You mentioned that um, pre the announcement that the the big can drive wasn't going to happen this year, you were you know, you're already in a in, in desperate situation in terms of supply. What do you put that down to? The cost of housing. Yeah. Yep. So hundred percent. So the, there's no prospect of that changing anytime soon, is there? So we know that that's going to be a continued um, pressure on local families. For those who um, who perhaps find themselves, Sarah, in a situation for the first time where they might need to reach out to a food bank. What can you tell them about how that is and how you manage that? Uh, So our food bank runs uh, Monday to Friday, and we're a volunteer-based organisation, so we have a different volunteer on each day of the week. And before COVID, uh, people would come in and have a chat um, sit down with the person doing the interviews for that day and we'd find out why they need food support, um, what's happening that, um, that they're in that situation, mainly so that we can then put them in touch with any other agencies that might be able to support them or see if there's further things that we can do to help them through the situation. So 
it's not an invasive why are you here, it's a what else can we do to, to um, get around you and support you to make your situation better for you. So, um, so they'll have a chat, refer on when needed and give people a food parcel to take away with them that day. And often people are just really happy to sit down and have a, have a relaxed chat um, some of the people that we come in, it might be the only friendly face that they sit down with that day, you know, and have a have a nice chat. So, um, yeah, it's all part of that peer-to-peer because they're sitting down with a volunteer who's there because they want to be, they want to help. Um, peer-to-peer support and, hey, you know, is there anything else that we can do to to help you? All right. If we want to... Sorry, yes. Sorry. They go Sorry, on. so they don't have to make an appointment, they can just um, walk in and and have a chat. We have, um, now with, uh, with COVID, it's a little bit different. Uh, we've got uh, staff and volunteers who um, have some health issues, maybe don't want to be sitting in a small interview room, so uh, the person who's on Food Bank interviewing, we are still still sitting down when people walk in but we're encouraging people to call and they'll have a chat over the phone and if, um, if uh, transport is a barrier to coming in, then we can arrange for a food parcel to be delivered or for them to come in and uh, receive a contactless pick-up. All right, what's that number to call, Sarah? It's 03 it's 0347705555. And if people want to make donations, how's the best way of doing that? Well, um, any uh, food can be brought into our George Street premises. So we've got the secondhand shop that's the face of the premises here, and then our food bank uh, runs from there as well, and also our office. All right. Love that shop. And, uh, well, let's talk just a little bit briefly, finally, about that. Um, the, the shops um, are a little treasure trove, aren't they, of wonderful mm-hmm. things? And you've got volunteers, no doubt, running that side of your operation as well? Well, we've got volunteers running just about everything. Um, we are a volunteer-based organisation. Uh, so uh, right up to our top level, our President Lindley Forbes is a volunteer, um, and the structure of St Vincent de Paul is that um, uh, each of the Catholic parishes has a wee St Vincent de Paul group and they each have a, have a president and they sit on our council and so it's all volunteer. So uh, the only employees really is myself who does all the, um, the admin and just oversee everything and so you're most likely to run into a volunteer in any part of St Vincent de Paul, it really is the driving force, which means that it's, it's true to that um, that person-to-person, uh, one-on-one support. Well, it's been so interesting, Sarah, to catch up with you this morning. Um, thank you for all the great work you're doing in the community. Let's hope that uh, the support for the food bank continues over the the, uh, the times ahead and that you can continue to assist uh, helping Dunedin families meet their needs at this time and, and into next year as well. All the best for your 
uh, Christmas break and holiday season if you manage to get a break, Sarah, and um, and all the best for 2022. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me on. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.